Gracious God, we give thee thanks for this wonderful parish, for its people, its legacy, and its future. And we pray that we might be worthy of the name of our patron, Luke, who proclaimed the healing power of Jesus. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. There's a hymn written by an African-American hymn composer that opens with, there's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place, and I know that it is the spirit of the Lord. Indeed. Or as Sherlock Holmes might say, there's something afoot. <laughs> and it's the movement of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in this special place that we call St. Luke's. As we are in the midst of our stewardship campaign for our 2022 budget, we will continue to consider some of the foundational questions about money. Last week, the sermon focused on the importance of giving, not so much for the recipients, but rather for the giver. Money has far too much power and control in our lives and society. And the way to keep money as a tool, instead of it having become an idol, is to give it away. And so today I want to explore the question of why giving money to St. Luke's is a good thing to do. And to guide these reflections will be the example of our patron, St. Luke. Now the goal is not to come away thinking that Luke was a really good person. Like all of us, he had his good moments, and I am sure that he had his not-so-good moments. Rather, what makes Luke or any of the saints worthy of our respect and attention is the way that they point to Jesus Christ. And this proclamation of Jesus is why we exist as a parish. It's right there in our identity statement. Our purpose, our mission, our reason for being is to be a church where people, ourselves included, can come and see the difference that Christ makes. And through his witness and writing, Luke helps us to come and see. Luke is remembered as a physician, which is why our first reading this morning from the book of Sirach extols the, ex the healing power of God to come through physicians. In particular, given these last 18 months, we give God hearty thanks for the vocation and ministry of those in the medical field. For surgeons, physicians, nurses, pharmacists, epidemiologists, researchers, and hospital support staff. What they have been through this pandemic is nothing short of a travesty. And their response has been nothing short of heroic. And what we heard in Sirach is absolutely true. Their gift of healing comes from the Most High. God seeks to heal us in body, mind, and spirit, and came to us in Jesus to raise our mortal bodies to resurrection life, to give our minds the peace that passes all understanding, to empower us with the very Spirit of God. Physicians like Luke, are symbols or icons, you might say, of God's intention to heal us all. 
And these days, we could all use some healing. There was an article this past week that talked about how we as a society and as individuals are all on edge. Some people are on the edge of a housing eviction. Others are on the edge of being crushed by credit card debt. Many kids are on the edge of falling behind in school. People who have had to postpone routine medical care are on the edge of pain. Minorities are on edge for their safety. And we all know that as much as we want it to be, this pandemic is not yet over. And many of us are on edge to just get back to normal. But we fear that another variant will be waiting for us and set us back yet again. It's local election season, and national election coverage is going to be starting real soon, putting us all on edge again. It's a time when most Americans are as divided as ever. We are on edge because a simple conversation these days can quickly turn into a vitriolic argument. It's just been one thing after the other, and we're all on edge. The gospel of Jesus Christ is where we find healing because he moves us from the edge to the place of green pastures alongside the still waters of God's grace and love. Ignoring the news cannot take away your anxiety about it. Self-medicating with alcohol or distancing, distancing ourselves with television or hobbies cannot make us forget about these tensions. Keeping to ourselves does not bring about healing. There is only one way to find salvation, and that way is Jesus. In the reading from Luke, which functions something like Jesus' inaugural address, he quotes from the prophet Isaiah and says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news. The gospel is news. It is an event, a narrative to live by. And only when we replace the narratives of scarcity, of mistrust, of division, of partisanship, of our need to be right, of our individual preferences, when we replace those with the narrative of the gospel, then we encounter this good news that Jesus speaks of, the news that there is another story, a better story, a truer story to live by. And it is in this story, this good news, that we seek to immerse ourselves at the parish of St. Luke's. As I've mentioned, our identity is rooted in coming and seeing the difference that Christ makes. And when Jesus comments on this passage from Isaiah, he announces the inauguration of this kingdom that is coming on earth as it is in heaven. He says, today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, the kingdom is not only some place that we go when we die, it is about the entirety of our lives. The kingdom is something that we are a part of today. In this very moment, we are in the kingdom as much as it is the place of our eternal rest. And this is what we strive to come and see. This is what we invite others to come and see. The difference that Christ makes. The difference in knowing that brokenness can be healed, in knowing that sins are forgiven, that death is not final, that we are loved no matter what. And the way this blessed difference is manifest 
is through intentional worship, beloved community, and abundant grace. Jesus says that the Spirit is upon him, and that is the grounding of our worship as well. The Holy Spirit has been gifted to each of us, implanted within us. And so worship really is the most natural thing that you can do in all the world. It is about the Holy Spirit that is in us, being brought in communion with that very same Spirit in one another, which is the very same Spirit of the Holy Trinity. St. Augustine famously said that our hearts are restless until they rest in God. Worship is intended to let us rest in God as a community of faith. The theme for our stewardship efforts this year is we are the body of Christ. It's about all of us coming together to be the people that God intends us to be. And this is why participation in the liturgy is so essential and vital to our faith, because it is in worship that we are reminded of this story of faith and participate in our salvation. In worship, we are immersed into the difference that Christ makes when we hear God's word read, when we sing praises to God, when we confess our sins and are assured of our forgiveness, when we are put at peace with God and one another, when we receive the body and blood of our Lord, when we are sent into this world to love and serve the Lord. And while the liturgies of the church will always be free. They are not without cost. Maintaining this historic and beautiful campus takes a lot of resources. Fairly compensating our outstanding staff requires everyone to be contributing. Now, maybe it works for some businesses, but pay as you go just doesn't work in the church. Over the past couple months, I have been asked by people who are not connected to this parish to help in burying their loved ones. Now, it's always an honor to be asked, and I am always happy to do it. But the only reason why trained clergy are available in the middle of the week for a burial, or to do a hospital visit, or to meet for pastoral counseling, is that I don't have to have another job to support our family. And it will take everyone who believes that a place like St. Luke's should exist and is vital in our community to give their support, to keep this a reality. Beloved community, as you know, is a cornerstone of our identity. Racial reconciliation is a big part of this, but it is not the whole of it. This parish strives to be a place of beloved community with fellowship among all of our members and with all of creation through our commitment to environmental stewardship. When Jesus speaks of release to the captives, sight to the blind, and freedom to the oppressed, he's giving us a vision of beloved community. And this is what we are to be a beacon of in Salisbury, a beloved community that is made possible in Christ. All those things that are putting us on edge these days, they will not be solved at City Hall or in the courthouse. The healing and reconciliation that we seek are only possible when we are steeped in the love of God, which is the foundation for beloved community. And what enables all of this is abundant grace. 
the bedrock of our faith that tells us that God has chosen us and loved us even before we did anything to deserve it. Jesus announces the year of the Lord's favor, of God's graciousness, and this grace is what has the power to transform us in the difference that Christ makes. And so instead of competing, we can seek unity. Instead of striving, we can find rest. Instead of doing, we can focus on being. Instead of producing, we can receive. There's another place in scripture where Jesus counsels us that where our treasure is, there our hearts will be also. And this is why giving to St. Luke's is such a good thing for us to do. In placing our treasure here, our hearts will be invested as well. And with our hearts invested in the gospel, we will find peace to meet all of those things that are on edge in our world. Think about the treasures that you have already placed here. So many loved ones are in our columbarium. Generations of children have been baptized here. Countless volunteer hours given here. Couples have brought the treasure of their love here to be blessed by God. Our lives are the greatest treasure we have, and this parish has been a holy vessel to hold these sacred gifts through the centuries. By giving of your financial treasure as well, by God's grace, we will continue to be a place where all can come and see the difference that Christ makes.